This, this, is, this is Diversified, Diversified. Diversified. Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey! It's Kellen. And today, you guys, I got a mother and daughter duo. Actually, the mother might have cloned herself. And <laughs> I have Miss Don and Miss Angelique, and they're going to give us the game. Now, what's unique is Angelique has been working with her mother since she was 16 as her assistant in business. So she'll be able to answer and talk about all things business because they've been doing it at the hip. Literally. Welcome, ladies, to the show. How are y'all doing? Doing wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I'm doing good. I'm excited. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank thank you. And I know we're going to talk about your podcast that's um, going to come out. But I first want to talk about, Ms. Don, since you started this with the business, you know, I mm -hmm. want you to tell people why you are somebody they need. Because you have services that our mm -hmm. Black community, especially, all they need mm -hmm. to know a, a, a Miss Don. So give them the game on who you are, what you do, and, you know, um, we'll go from there. Absolutely. Thank you. And I will tell you, since the inception of me becoming an entrepreneur in 1998, I came out the corporate office with the mindset of believing in multiple streams of income. You know, one of the myths, Kellen, is that most people think that if they already have an existing business that they can't expand that business. Now, what I mean by expand is I'm not saying be a jack of all trades. I'm not saying put your hand in 20 pots that don't match. I'm saying that you can take one thing and you can bring in multiple streams of income. I proved it with books. I proved it with speaking engagements. I proved it with my consultant. And now I just want to, on this side of turning 49 this year and it'll be 50 next year, I want to just really show people that you can also do this great thing called podcasting, but also add that as an element to your business to help you grow. As you know, I work with uh, consulting and business development. Mostly 90% of my clients, I help them to develop their 501c3 nonprofits. I'm not a one-trick pony, meaning that when I help you to set up your whole entire nonprofit, I also will help you to obtain the grants that you need to even run it, to pay yourself a salary. See, that's the thing right there is that people don't understand whether they're nonprofit or whether they are for-profit, they still get to write their own check if they are an entrepreneur. So you can take one thing and bring in multiple streams of income on all of them simultaneously. And that is the beauty in knowing that, but then actually putting it into place. Well, since you're talking about, you know, setting up nonprofits and then also paying yourself in these yes. COVID PPP loan mm -hmm. time, mm -hmm. I want you to clarify something because most people only get to see their one organization and you've helped, right. you know, many. So thousands. When somebody is paying themselves in their nonprofit, are they capped at a certain amount? Because we do have some folks who were paying themselves a six-figure salary during this PPP mm -hmm. loan time, and mm -hmm. now they're mm -hmm. talking to the judge. So where do you advise your clients <laughs> to be at yeah. when they pay themselves? 
Well, here's the deal. We got to separate three things you just said. So the first thing is, is when you start a 501c3 nonprofit, when you decide you want to collect a salary and not be an executive board member, you have to remove yourself from the board. You can't be the president of a nonprofit. You can in a corporation in a for, you know, for a for-profit, but in a 501c3 nonprofit that is IRS approved and tax exempt, if you want a salary, you can pay yourself, but you have to remove yourself from the board. Now, the second thing that you said that I have to clarify very seriously, it is okay for the CEO of any nonprofit to earn as many millions of dollars as they want to. Let me tell you how. When you start setting your salary as a nonprofit, you do have to go to salaries.com. You have to go to your state and find out how much the next CEO CEO in that particular same job is earning. And if the highest salary you see that they're earning is $500,000, you print that out and that's your permission to now pay yourself $500,000 if you want to. So there is no cap on that. And then the third thing you said was about PPP. 501c3 tax-exempt organizations, all their money is tax-free. PPP was not a grant, it was a loan. And that's why I did not do any of those applications for my clients when they came to me. And I said, okay, so you have the nonprofit and the for-profit, you want to try to get a PPP loan on the for-profit. And I would say, okay, let me see a copy of your last two years of taxes. Let me see your payroll status. Let me see X, Y, Z. And they say, never mind. They said, never mind, Kellen. You know why? Because they didn't have what it took to qualify. And that's why the ones that you see in front of the judge are going to be the ones that are going to be in a lot of trouble. But that's three different whole stories right there that I just told you. But if you don't see the thing about me is I not only know the front end of business, but I'm very serious about the business end of business. Because if you don't set up things properly, you don't run things properly and you you kind of abuse whatever particular position you're in, even if you do own it, that's how you get in trouble. That's how you end up in front of a judge. That's how you end up with a judgment. That's how you end up with a lot of issues. So you got to separate everything that you do. And I will say again, is that when you work for yourself, whether you're a nonprofit or a for-profit, you do get to decide how much that check is going to be with the efforts that you put in to earn it, earn it. Now, now somebody, you know, listening just got excited because they heard mm-hmm. and they just I learned got excited something. talking about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I'm glad that they got excited. But I also before they, you know, try to cut this interview, I want you guys to finish the whole interview. And I'm going to ask mm-hmm. some questions that will help you. And the first one is, you know, before someone reaches out to you. Um, where should they be at financially? Because you know you've had people call you and they didn't have any plan on paying you and they just thought you were going to work for them for for free 99. So to set up a nonprofit, (laughs) Mm -hmm. where should they be at, Ms. Don? (laughs) Well, the first thing they should think about is what type of nonprofit are they trying to set up and how much money do they desire to earn? That's very important. Then the next thing is before you even call me, you need to think about who would trust you enough to be on your board. If you can't get anybody to trust you to be on the board, that means that they don't feel like they can trust you with the behind the scenes part of what's going to happen. The second thing is when you call me, I do a whole hour consultation with you. It is $150 for that. Once we do the whole consultation, I can tell you where you are, where you're going, and how much money we can earn through this nonprofit, where all the grants are that are going to be there for you. I can tell you that just within that situation. All I need to know is the who, what, when, where, how, and I'll tell you everything else you need to know why and all that stuff. Then the other thing is is to set up a nonprofit organization. Now, this is with me, Ms. Dawn, Dawn Fobbs. I don't know what everybody else is doing. I don't care. 
to set it up with me, it is $4,500. Let me tell you why. Because you're not just getting somebody to do paperwork for you, because we can all shuffle paperwork, but you're getting someone who's going to educate you how to run it, how to set up all your financial things that you need to do in the background to pay your people, where to find the grant set. You usually don't find people, Callan, who will even give you the game on that because what consultants sometimes do is they give you just a little bit to keep you coming back paying them. I don't do that. I will talk myself out of a job in a minute. The reason is because I have clients in every state in America. So, you know, it's no reason for me to try to milk anything from you. But with me, you're going to get all of your legal documents done. You're going to get all of your supporting documents done, all of your organizing documents done. And my daughter, I'll tell you right now, I even wrote a book and it's called 72 Reasons to Start Your Nonprofit Today. In that book, I told you about where all the money is. I gave you 147 programs you could start and why. I gave you lines in there to fill in where you could talk about why you want to do that program. I told you everything you needed to know in that book. I send that book for free to my clients. I give it to them when they call me and they hire me on. I say, okay, how many people on your board? Three or four. I'll send out four books if they have four people just so they know they're not just getting somebody to do paperwork for them. But then through the whole process of you getting the 501c3 approved with the IRS, I am your full-time consulting, meaning you can call me at any time to ask me anything. That is my full-time job I've had for since 1998. So I am very flexible and available to my clients weekends, evenings, and early mornings because I'm an early bird. But um, also, I'm going to walk you through where your funding is going to be because here's the worst thing you can do. The worst thing you can do for every listener is to pay a consultant to just do paperwork for you but not lead you to the money. So mm. don't let people do paperwork for you, but don't lead you to the money. Now, I do need to be very, very clear. Getting a 501c3 is different than paying somebody to write grants. So you do have people who don't understand what to do, and they think that when they get the 501c3 that a check comes along with it. No, once you get the 501c3, that's phase one. Once you get the uh 501c3 approved, then phase two is where do you want to start, with the first program or the third program? Then we go look for money for that. And then the third thing is, is if you want to hire somebody on as a retainer client so that they can actually be applying for grants for you on your behalf. Like I have clients right now that pay me a retainer fee every month and I just apply for them grants every week. And when they get them approved, we just make a list. But people need to know not just what they want to do, but they also need to know the business end of business. I mean, I'm going to do your articles for you. I'm going to do your organizational chart for you. I'm going to do, there's almost 75 documents you get from me. And that doesn't even include the Secretary of State stuff and all that. That's just me giving you information. But the other thing that I'm excited that I started doing about 10 years ago is that before you, I even let you hire me, I take you through a four-hour course. Once you put your deposit down to hire me, I take you through a four-hour course with a 97-page workbook. You see, I don't play, right? I can. I, I know Angelique didn't get away with nothing growing up. I mean, At absolutely all. nothing. <laughs> there was At no all. wiggle room because I was raised by a mother that I didn't get away with nothing. So I said, somebody else got to get this right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. And, I take you, I take uh, what I do very serious. <laughs> Yes, and and you should, and you give a great delivery. And if you guys want to know why or how she gives a great delivery, I tell you, people, this is why you go to Toastmasters. This is why you go to the NSA. Mm -hmm. This is what you Mm -hmm. get when you practice. Mm -hmm. Practice. 
Seriously? Yeah, yeah I, was, I was a member of NSA for 10 years. I never went to Toastmasters because they were really focused on the principal part, and I was focused on the technique. And so I've been a professional paid speaker for over 25 years. My daughter will tell you she has come to so many seminars with me, and sometimes they don't want to let us go. That I, I would take her with me just to help me since she was a kid. You know, before she even turned a teenager, she would go with me, and I would pay them to do stuff. You know, back then you could get away with a little Happy Meal, but then they all of a sudden wanted cash. <laughs> You know, <laughs> all of a sudden they want a check. So, you know, it's like, okay, good. I can write that off. But, you know, no, I, I take it very seriously. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you, Callan, this is what I meant when I opened up and said, you can take one thing and turn it into multiple things. When I became a business development consultant, that led me to speaking engagements, which led me to being an author. The eight books that I wrote in 2008 helped me to increase my speaking, but it also helped me to increase my speaking fee because what most people don't know is that if you're a regular speaker, the minute you write a book, your price doubles. For some people, I have to make them quadruple their price because it's like you're speaking for a whole day for $1,200. Like who raised you? No, we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, we don't do, we don't do that. And then I show them how to structure their, their, their kit on how to get paid. And I'm like, nope, when I tell you my fee is $7,500 for the day, that does not include my travel. That doesn't include my flight. That doesn't include my ground transportation. That don't include my meal and my water. That doesn't include the hotel. I'm just telling you what it costs for you to get me out the bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I work it, it, with I work to help develop people that are speakers, but I help to develop them on the business in the business so that they can really earn money. My speaking fee now, if you want me for a whole day, is twenty five thousand dollars. And that's what happens when you are able to touch less brown. You are able to that's increase. Right. You know, that's right. um, yeah. That's and right. and I know you you've done that, yeah. Angelique. Angelique, you being around this and growing up. Um, cause I, and I want to ask you this for all the parents who are sheltering their kids from the business, mm -hmm. how, how mm -hmm. did you, how do you think it impacted your life? Like really being in there and seeing deals and seeing your mom going from, you know, 7,500 to 25,000, um, for fees. Like how did that impact you? It impacted me a lot. I definitely can say all the jobs that I've had since 2017, whether it's a call center or being someone personal assistant, my customer service skills, definitely I tell anybody till today, they have came from my mother. Networking, all of those skills, that has come from my mom. I think a lot, of, I'm still, I'm still under her wing, but like a lot of stuff that she has taught me, I'm still taking it to today. Like a lot of people ask me like, how does your mom hold all of that knowledge in her brain? And I'm like, I'm right there <laughs> with you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm right there with you. I'm still learning. But I mean, a lot of the, like a lot of my, communication skills or like a lot of things that I still deal with day to day. I've gotten from my mom for sure. Mm-hmm. More yeah, than any I'm, job I've ever done. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, the great thing I can, I'm going to go ahead and brag Angelique, but the great thing, Kaylin, <laughs> is that after this COVID, she said, you know what, I don't ever want to work another nine to five because she would always do work for me. But you know how sometimes you do have that thing where you feel like you need to work a nine to five because of the insurance, because of this. And I'm like, 
So here's the deal. If you earn enough money, you can pay for your own insurance. I've been paying for mine. So it's mm-hmm. like you have to be serious, though, when you say, I'm going to make it on my own. And you have to, Kelly, you got to go for it. You got to put everything in place. You got to tell everybody. You got to hold yourself accountable. You got to network with people. You got to share your ideas with folks you trust. There's a principle of things you have to put in place and not just say it, but to do it and trust yourself. Just like you wake up every day and you go to that nine to five to help that other person's dream to materialize. Guess what? You can get up every day and make your own materialize. Use your energy hey. right. Amen. Amen. What do you think the first mm-hmm. step are, are what holds most people back in the first step they need to take to, you know, take go on that journey? Unfortunately, I'm going to have to be so honest that it's about to probably hurt somebody's feelings. But I mean, I can't worry about that because this is who I am. But I think the thing that really stops people is that they're listening to what everybody else has to say about their capabilities. You know, how sometimes you'll tell somebody something and because they can't see themselves being that successful, they'll say, well, you don't have any money. Well, you don't have any ideas. Who's going to help you? But they got more questions about how you can't do it. Then mm-hmm. what can I do to help you? Can I call you every day and say, hey, did you get this done? Did you get-? Look, Angelique, tell them how many times I ask you every day, okay, did you get your homework done? Did you make this call? Did you do that? Every <laughs> she knows. I hate the go. word homework. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you back to school, but I know. I, I have to do like something, but not homework. Yeah. Anything but homework. I call it homework actually just to annoy you and that'll make you yeah. do it so that I never yeah. ask. <laughs> Yeah. But it's all about actually doing the steps and really a lot of people don't even know what first step to even take. But that's why I keep right. telling people I'm very blessed to have someone like my mom that's very business savvy because it's kind of like she I don't want to say that she tells me what to do in a sense, but like she guides me in the right direction on what to do. Mm-hmm. Because as long as we do what we're supposed to do, we can be as mm-hmm. successful as we want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there- and there's nothing wrong with being told what to do if you are getting the right, right. advice. This is the issue right. with this is with the issue with all this high value man talk and men thinking oh, just because yeah. just because I make six figures, I can now tell somebody mm-hmm. what to do. No, because right. you might spend seven figures and, and you might not be, <laughs> That's right. you know, you might not ha- be wise counsel. So um, mm-hmm. I, if I mm-hmm. was you and, and my mother is passed, but I would have stayed under her wing forever, ever, because it was a great wing right. <laughs> that, that brought yes. me up and yes. I didn't have to suffer or go hungry. Um, right. So, yeah, it's a good wing. It's a good wing that you yeah. are under. Now, you guys talk about your your podcast coming up. Oh, we are so excited. Angie, you want to talk about it and just really tell him how this even came to life with me texting you <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> it was like 12. It was actually 12 o'clock in the morning. And I'm one of those that will go to sleep maybe around 9 or 10 and wake up at 3 and be up just finding stuff to watch because I can't go to sleep. But I picked up my phone and it's like 12.04. And she's texting me about, you know, this idea. And it's, it's always, I don't want to say it's always something, but she always has ideas. And this one, I was like, okay, I can, this doesn't sound bad. This is good. But I was like, what are you doing at 12 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> and then I went over and we started having meetings and she had like this big binder. And I was like, oh, she's not playing. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me get that, my binder together. <laughs> that's the funny thing, Cal. And that's what's funny about it is because I was really trying to go to sleep, but something kept saying no listen to this idea, listen to this idea. And when my spirit speaks to me, let me tell you, my ears perk up. And she and I had just been having a lot of conversations about fun stuff, funny stuff, shopping, just all kind of stuff that whole weekend. 
And we have been texting so much that evening that I was just laying in my bed and I said, we ought to start a podcast and it should be called Mother Daughter and it had the cuss word in it. And I said, nah, I'm going after big sponsors like I did when I did my TV show. I got to use the right words because I like that corporate money. You know, I like to get money <laughs> from, you know, folks like what we got now, like with the bank and all that stuff. And, you know, they don't like to put anything on their attachment that has something with a you know negative connotation. So I said, nah, I think we're going to do ISH. And those who speak that kind of slang, they'll understand what we mean but she came to me the next day and I already had her binder her sheet protectors everything ready and then my binder had like 400 pages of notes and she was like is that something you already had I said no I just wrote all of this stuff today and she was like oh okay you for real she like slid her binder over like okay let me get started she's for real but you know Callan I used to do a podcast called the uh I used to do a TV show on Cube TV here in Houston called the Fobs Business Review, where I would review different types of businesses, what type of business to start, how to do it properly. And it was a one-hour show that came on on Saturday mornings at 6 a.m. And then I did a podcast from 2015 to 2017 that was called <clears throat> Stuck on Miss Dawn. And so I would have guests on there. We're talking millionaire, billionaires. I'd have them on there. And I would tell them something that stuck on me in life that makes me who I am and why I am the pod- I mean, why I am the entrepreneur that I am. And then they would take over the interview and tell me what stuck on them that make made them a millionaire, that made them who they are, that gives them the excitement for what they do. And that podcast was very successful. Within you know thirty days, sixty days, we had over twenty thousand listeners from uh, Kenya and all kinds of places, Costa Rica and everywhere. And I really enjoyed that podcast. The only thing is, in twenty fifteen, I really didn't know how to monetize it heavily. I was making you know. a month on it. That was fine. But I'm a girl that I always know for a fact, because I've done it so many times, I always know that if I can make $10,000 on something, I can also make $50,000 a month on something. I know this. I've done it. So I... it's it's not a guess. It's a, but how do you do it? And that's when Mm -hmm. I get real rabbit finding out how do I do it? And so now that I've figured out all of the background stuff, for the podcasting space and the YouTube space and all of those spaces, that's how mother daughter ish came up is because we have so many conversations that women don't discuss with their daughters and so many conversations that daughters don't discuss with their mothers. So Mm -hmm. our podcast is by two women for all women. And we've even got a program for the young girls that we want to, you know, motivate them and help with their self-esteem, you know, actually with the social skills, you know, with the, uh, with the pandemic, a lot of kids have lost that social piece of them, but we're going to build an entire community of women. And it's not just about empowerment, but it's a, just a thinking community, just thinking about their legacy. Cause I am a legacy person. I'm looking at like when I'm gone, who's going to be calling my name in a hundred years? Cause I need you to call my name. I need you to know who I was. <laughs> definitely. So, you know, <laughs> d- d- definitely. Now, with all the great things that you have done, what mm-hmm. is a community give back that you are doing or that you plan on doing in the future? Giving us giving back? Uh huh. Oh, no, we have all kinds of programs for giving back. Uh, like I said, we have the uh, program for the for the young for the young ladies. We have a program for the little kids. Uh, when I say little kids, I mean the young girls under 10 years old. We've got a little princess program for them. But one thing that we'll be doing is we'll be doing community type things. We'll be doing workshops. We'll be doing learning. We'll be teaching people if they want to start their podcast, we'll be giving them the secret sauce that we have. I'll be sharing a lot of my business knowledge with our Patreon clients and all of that. So 
I'm going to tell you something by being a part of my community and our community is that anything they want to know, we're going to teach it to them. I've got, you know, 20 something years of business, but I just love what I do. Like I was telling you earlier, you could take one thing and you can turn it into multiple streams of income. Like think about if you write a book. The book doesn't have to be a bestseller because every book I have now, 25 books on Amazon that I have written myself. When I say myself, I mean, I don't use editor. I mean, I don't use ghostwriters and all that stuff. Um, my 25 books are all teaching books, but then they also increase my speaking fees by being that knowledgeable. But imagine you write a book. It's not for a bestseller, but it's to be able to get on the stages that you desire to be on. So now you got the book that you can bring in that every quarterly money from Amazon, but then you have the books that you can order behind the scenes and you can use those as a calling card when you're networking. So that's money you can earn. Then you have the speaking that can come out of doing that. Then you have the private membership programs that can come out of that. Then you have the sponsors that will sponsor you. to break. Uh, Do I need to keep going? You understand what I'm saying? You can well, bring I, in 12, 12 uh, income no, talk from that one talk. idea. <laughs> you see why people don't know how much tickets are and I yeah. love it because I've and see here's the other exciting thing is I don't teach like I'm talking right now mm-hmm. unless I have done it like for instance when I started the 501c3 the first thing I did was did all my research before I got it approved and the first contract that I got was in three months was a $200,000 contract. I let that one particular program, because we had seven different programs that brought in millions, but that one particular food and nutrition program was a $6.4 million program. I ran it from 2001 to 2017. And when I let it go, it was because I wanted more freedom. And that one did not allow me as much freedom as where I'm going now. Like I tell people, With me getting ready to turn 50 next year, I'm getting ready to go to a whole different stratosphere mentally, and I don't want anything holding me back. Because if I want to go to Bali and stay for five months without a phone or anything, and I can still do my work from my computer, don't talk to me. Okay, I don't mm-hmm. I don't need anything as long as I can still be who I want to be. And I don't want to be a part of any program that's going to hold me back. I if, if we can't do it virtually, if we can't do it on the phone, if we can't do it through Wi-Fi, we can't do business together. And I'm OK with that. Man, you are you that's definitely you took that red pill and you ran with it. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I love it. I love it. Cause the people, you know, I know when people and, and here, here we go. Here's, here's the question because I'm going to ask you a question. People ask me, they say, mm-hmm. you know, the confidence that you have, um, mm-hmm. it, you must have some money, right? You must have means or access mm-hmm. to it, but you mm-hmm. took that pill, you ran with it. Um, mm-hmm. how, how do you navigate now in a world full of a lot of people who doubt themselves to the point where they're depressed and they won't start, but they're genius. They have a great idea and they could do the work, but they just don't believe in themselves because life has beaten them down. Like just how do you navigate? Because that in itself, it'd be like, Ugh, get away from me. I'm, 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 I, I can't be around this because you don't see mm-hmm. the greatness in you. Like you're an, you're like an alien on a different planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so h- how do you navigate that? You know, try to be what they see as n- normal or not tell people stuff. And then they feel so bad about themselves because they won't start. Right. 
Well, here's the deal. When I was 25 years old, I got a hold to a book called Think and Grow Rich. When I read that book, it changed my life. And I decided that I did not want to just be a business owner, but that I wanted to be the first millionaire in my family. Within three months, I'd done that. I started doing uh, teaching for the Napoleon Hill Foundation, traveled all around the world with them as a leadership trainer. They took me to Asia, Ireland, and everywhere else. Here's the deal. At that same time, I also asked the Holy Spirit to place the proper people in my path so I don't come across those kind of people. And I'm very lucky for that because I don't want that energy jumping off on me. So I never run into the people who, by the time they hear me talk, they ready to go and rock and roll. I don't ever have anybody come to me that says, oh, well, I can't afford it, so I guess I'm just not going to do anything. Here's what really happens. I give them the price, and you know what they say? I'm going to get back with you. I'm going to get that money. That's what they say. That's what they say. I have a client right now. I'm getting ready to do a trademark for him in three days. He had already paid me to do some other stuff. And then when he told me what he wanted to do with his lifestyle project, he's actually one of our um, um, commercial customers for the TV show. But he said to me, what's the cost for the trademark? And he said, okay, I just paid this, this. He said, that's okay, I'll get back with you. I got the phone call this morning at 8. He said, Miss Dawn, I'm ready. So the people, by the time I have a conversation with them and my enthusiasm beats them up, they go find the money. And they get yes. their life started. And they love having their life put together. And then all of a sudden, I have my clients, when I get ready to hang up with them, they're like, oh, I love you so much. And I'll be like, uh, okay. Because <laughs> it's, it's weird to have your client say, all right, love you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, have a great day. <laughs> it's kind of it's funny because sometimes they say it and they don't realize they're saying it, but we've had such a great conversation that they feel like, oh, my gosh. So I have a lot of clients that are, you know, multiple different type of races. And, and so by the time we're done, they feel like they're literally my family, which is the environment that I create for my clients because I want them to know you can come to me for multiple things. I could know you for 20 years and you would never know all the things I do only because I do them so effortlessly that I don't have that list that says, I do this, I do this, I do this. I've learned so much that there's no way for me to tell you everything I do. This particular client has been my client for a year and a half, and he didn't even know I did trademarks. It never came up. I told him, I said, of course I do trademarks. I'm the one who got your LLC done for you. I'm the one who did your 501c3. He said, oh, I guess because it never came up. I said it never needed. It just is a need-to-know basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead I, think, I think um, I think for me as a young adult that has had many points in my life where I've had like low depressed stages, I know for me, I, I tell all my friends, I know that we're all in different paths in our life. Like I have a friend that's a server. I have a friend that works in a call center, but I am, I, you can literally feel it in your soul when you are burnt out with something. And I'm burnt out with the whole, not only a regular nine to five, but call centers. I've been doing that since 2017 after um, you know, working with and for my mom, but um, I, I think it's really about taking the time and doing some deep diving within yourself. Like I know and feel wholeheartedly that I'm here to be on this earth, to be an advocate for others. And it just comes so naturally. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's just, I'm really, it's really about taking that leap of faith. And that's exactly what mm -hmm. I'm doing. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and Callan, I'll tell you, I have four children and I let them all run their own path. Like growing up, I couldn't talk to either one of them the same because they're all so different. I have all the elements in my house, the, you know, the water, the air. I have it all. And so I never could have the same conversation with one that I could have the other. But one thing I taught each one of them, 
figure out what you can do for yourself to secure your legacy because I will not always be here. So I've been training them that since they were two years old, three years old, when they, you know, at four years old, when they were filing papers for me, I've got a picture of uh, my younger daughter where she was sitting at my desk, uh, separating and putting some papers together. I said, see, we have proof you've been working since you were four. (laughs) (laughs) And my mom always says, you don't have to go to college, but you do have to have a plan. I remember when she said that. I told every last one of them at college, College is not for everyone. I was one of those kids who felt like, I don't care what y'all say. I'm not going to college because what they teaching over there is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And let me tell you how I proved that to myself. When I was about 22, 23 years old, I said, let me go ahead and go to Houston Community College. And I signed up and I went and it was amazing. But then I get to my favorite subject, which is English literature. And I ended up writing everybody's paper in there. They were paying me. And I said, see, I knew I was supposed to be an entrepreneur. So college did not work out for me. After three years, I was like, I'm going through the motions for the public. And that's when I said, I will never do what society expects me to do. I'm going to do what I expect me to do. And so I just had to prove to myself that I was not a college girl. I, and, and it just doesn't work for everyone. But if you have a plan, then your plan is your plan. And it may not be college. It may not be working in corporate. And if you got a plan, you got to get around the right people to help you to see that that plan is possible. I, I, I'm, I just, it, it's like, I, I'm, I'm going to be listening to the podcast because <laughs> I, this, this conversation is while I'm raising my kids and trying to, mm-hmm. you know, my oldest had a, mm-hmm. I made her do a book at seven. She's 11 now. I mm-hmm. said, you got to write a book. And, and I created, mm-hmm. a, and I said, I hope I'm not like Joe Jackson, just beating this into y'all. <laughs> right. But I, 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 I want to be the good side of Joe that I'm, I'm at least well, exposing at you to. I, I ain't mad at Joe. We got Michael. We got Michael out of all of that. <laughs> <Get it? laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know what, Ms. Don, if you ever came out with a, a, a belt and it says a success and it, all you got to do is beat them with this, beat them, beat the success <laughs> into them. That's Fo- right. Folks will, That's right. folks will buy it. Tell people where they can go find your show and connect with you. Uh, th- thank you. Absolutely. So our show is called Mother, Daughter. And the last letters are capitalized I-S-H. And so basically we're going to be talking about everything that most mothers and daughters don't talk about together. Some of the topics that my daughter has given us to talk about, I had to pray because there's so much I do not know. And there's Mm -hmm. so much I did not know that people were doing and things that are happening. I'm not on like TikTok or anything. I am for the show now. But as far as like going and looking, I did not know certain conversations were happening. And I mean, sometimes I can't even breathe with the stuff that we're going to be talking about. And I'm excited because I'm going to learn something. But she's also going to continue to learn from me. But we're going to we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So our podcast is going to be on over 75 platforms. The major ones, of course, will be definitely on iTunes. It'll be on all the Androids and, you know, just all of the podcasts, Anchor. I mean, every podcast that you could think of where you could listen to your podcast, because there's so many people around the world that have different modalities on how they listen. But we'll also have the YouTube channel that's going to be set up so that people can see our visuals. So like, for instance, on Saturdays, we're going to do kind of like our hot spots where we will be talking about what's going on around in the world. And we won't just be in Houston and in Texas, but we do a lot of road trips. Like that's one thing my daughter can tell you is that 
when they were kids, we made it very important to take a lot of trips together and to create, you know, wonderful experiences. So we're going to continue with our bucket list of wonderful experiences, and uh, that's going to be everywhere. And then on Sundays, we have a podcast where she and I will just do like story times, and we'll talk about a lot of dropping a lot of knowledge. On Wednesdays, we'll have our celebrity interviews that we'll be talking to celebrity moms and daughters about different things, you know, influencers and their moms and, 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 and daughters. But then also we'll be talking to people asking them what's the most important thing that they've learned for their mom. Now, I didn't say, what did you learn from your, I said, what's the most important thing you learned from your mom? But then I want moms to tell us what's the most important thing you've learned from your daughter, because just like we teach them, they teach us like every one of my kids taught me how to talk to them. That's how I knew I couldn't talk to the same one the same way. That's how I knew I had to customize my conversation. I had to customize my discipline. I had to customize my thought process with every one of them because they are all so different. And I raised them like that, which I think my son says, like, that's kind of like hippie and wildflower. I said, you could call it what you want, but <laughs> I had to do that in order to relate to you, you know? And I just feel like as mother and daughters, we have to relate to one another because whether we want to admit it or not, whatever it is that they're doing while they're under our wing is because they see us doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's why raising my kids, especially having two daughters, I was very careful with every single thing I allowed them to see here and all of that. So the podcast we feel like is, uh, for lack of better words, it's going to be more of a revolution, more of a community, but it's like I said, by women for women. And we want to make it where, Every time you leave that podcast, you've learned something new. See, I got rid of my TVs, Callan, about five years ago. I got rid of every programming you could think of, okay? And I backed away from watching so much. The word I'm going to use is programming because I didn't want to be programmed by them, okay? So the only shows that I reincorporated back into my life is something I can learn from. So I don't watch any reality show. I don't watch trash TV because trash coming to me is trash that's going to come out of me. So if I can't learn something from what I'm watching, it goes off. I have to learn something. I have to be able to relate to it. I'm the girl that you could take to the movies, Callan, and I'll have a notepad and a pen. That's me. I, I love it. I, I, I love it. And I, I can relate. I, I'm just finding out mm -hmm. about this have and have not thing. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa. And I'm like, I'm late. Yeah, my mother's, seasons. my <laughs> mother's favorite show. She loves that in the Oval. Well, mm, okay. That's her favorite it, show. I, I'm going to tell people you heard it. If TV doesn't <laughs> consume you, let something you can learn from consume you like we've talked about. That's I'm going right. to take the conversation right. off air because these ladies, they just don't know. They, they're in Houston. I got to come. <laughs> I got to come check them out. We and, are um, in Houston yeah. and we love it. We love it in Houston, but we love visiting other places. And one, one last thing, we will be doing live podcasts in multiple cities. So we'll let everybody know when we're coming to their town and we'll set up a venue. And if COVID you know, messes up everything we do. Like I said, we're going to have our Patreon where we're going to be doing, you know, face-to-face -face on Zoom calls and StreamYard calls and all that. But we're hoping that COVID doesn't ruin everything for 2022. If not, we'll have to start planning for 23. But we want to do live stage podcasts so that we can be face-to-face -face and talk about these conversations that we're going to be talking about. But then, again, building a community in every state in America. Let them know one last time where they can find your stuff. The links will be in the description, people. 
Absolutely. So they can find us on LinkedIn. They can find us on Facebook. They can absolutely find us on um, um, uh, Twitter. And they can find us on YouTube. Again, the podcast is called Mother Daughter-ish, I-S-H. And it's the podcast that your mother always wanted and the one your daughter is glad she found. You guys have been blessed by the game. If you do nothing else, share it. It will change somebody's life. Are you tired of the violence, tired of the injustice, police brutality, rampant discrimination, lack of gun control in this failed by a socioeconomic experiment called America? Or maybe you need a break from the relentless grind and want to regain control of your destiny, your wealth, your health, and your purpose. Diversifiedgame.com has the right course for you. Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Looking to reconnect with your roots, start a new business, or just a fresh start. Africa, a.k.a. the motherland, is waiting. Don't let the Chinese and the Mazungus have the fun and also take over the motherland. From Cairo to Mombasa, from Dakar to Cape Town, Africa has something for everyone from business opportunities to the most amazing people, safety, leisure, and landscapes. The opportunities abound. It is time for the diaspora to reconnect with their roots. Time to reconnect with the birthplace of humanity. Africa is the last frontier. Get your head in the game and reclaim your legacy. The writing is on the wall. Babylon is falling. Give up the stress, grind, and violence inflicted on our people on this continent and prepare for a journey of restoration and joy by connecting with the land of your ancestors. Check out our new course and kick off your adventure at diversifiedgame.com. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.